0: from New Consciousness Review. We're speaking today with James Redfield about his new book, The Twelfth Insight, from Grand Central Publishing. James came to fame in 1994 with a phenomenal success of The Celestine Prophecy. If I recall, it was a huge word-of-mouth groundswell that eventually pushed it to the top of the New York Times bestseller list where it stayed for three years. The Twelfth Insight is an adventure tale that builds on the insights introduced in The Celestine Prophecy and its two sequels, The Tenth Insight, Holding the Vision, and The Secret of Shambhala, In Search of the Eleventh Insight, which came out in 1999. James, The Twelfth Insight describes a new wave of consciousness growing around the world in reaction to religious strife and political corruption. You know, as I was reading it, I couldn't help but see the parallels with current events in the Middle East and in our own country. I suppose I shouldn't be surprised, since you practically invented the term synchronicity. But tell me, how did you know, after 11 years, that now was the right time to come out with the 12th Insight?
1: Well, you know, books have their own timing, and uh, I really uh, was looking at the culture and uh, for a long time, and I, I was doing a few other projects, but what I really wanted to see was this next step up in consciousness that I, I thought was the 12th, that would be the 12th. But since I'm not making this stuff up, you know, I'm really seeking to to, to describe something that's really happening out there with all of us, mm-hmm. uh, with these books. Uh, had to just wait, and uh, so, but it, all the rest of it is just synchronicity in action. You know, uh, it's it's been almost twelve uh, years, really, uh, and uh, I think we're putting together this twelfth insight just in time for twenty twelve. So <laughs> synchronicity again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all synchronicity. Uh, I just, you know, in these books, I just t- try to take the reader through an exploration of this step up in consciousness. Um, that I believe is already happening out there, and it's, uh, this is a very, uh, a very interesting one.
0: Mm, it, it certainly is. Um, would you say that you conceived or received these insights, or a bit of both?
1: Well, you know, I think they're uh, truly received, especially the, 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 the art of the novel that mm. I write about them is all received. But I think that it's a a blend of me looking at what's happening and reading the polls and looking at the Internet and the chatter and and talking to other people about uh, their experiences. And also, you know, I really can't write one of these until I experience uh, it myself. And uh, as you know, in the book, it talks about uh, a, a series of integrations that I believe that we're making out there. And in that sense, we're taking all this abstract knowledge, uh, that's that's really left brain, and I believe we're we're actualizing it, putting it into daily life, uh, and uh, uh, because we're you know we're we're f- really firing up that right brain and, and pulling in all the in- the whole intuitive side of of consciousness right now.
0: You know, I, I wanted to ask you the the characters in the twelfth insight have a series of increasingly mystical and even magical experiences. And I'm wondering if they're poetic license, or if they also reflect your own personal experience.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't, uh, until I have uh, the, the experience that I write about, I don't really uh, think it's happening, <laughs> of course. and uh, But I do talk to people and affirm what, what, what they're, they're experiencing, and, mm-hmm. and look at, again, all the chatter, uh, it's, never, it's never been easier to really th- look at uh, reflections of consciousness as it is now with all the, the uh, network, uh, uh, internet sites and, and uh, all the email that goes on, it's quite amazing, it really is a global brain you know, that's happening.
0: Tell me how you have changed in the last ten years.
1: Well, you know, I, uh, after the, the third book in the series, The Secret of Shambhala, in the, about the 11th Insight, mm-hmm. um, I really uh, wrote another book with, with Michael Murphy called God in the Evolving Universe. Uh, 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 Michael Murphy, the founder of Esalen mm-hmm. in California. So I got that book out, and then uh, we were involved in making a movie of the Celestine Prophecy that was very hands-on. And... Um, so, you know, I, that, that, that those experiences, especially the movie and, and really observing the way Hollywood operates, <laughs> really uh, gave me the experiences. Uh, you know, I really, when I got through that, I really realized, you know, there's businesses uh, and we're seeing that everywhere. It's very corrupt and, and very uh, deceptive oriented. Mm-hmm. And... uh and that, in part, is, I believe, what is creating a, a backlash that is bringing us to this this step in consciousness we're having now. Because, uh, you know, if you look out there on the internet and, and, and look at people's feelings, you know, they're just appalled at how much corru- how much corruption. I mean, you can't pretend there's there's uh, there's not corruption anymore. If we ever could, mm-hmm. every level, business um, uh, and uh, Politics, especially, but also just interactions, are mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, you know, are, are very, very uh, um, what would you call it, hedonistic, and also very self-serving.
0: Very uh, self-serving.
1: So, uh, what that's called is created this backlash, where we really do want to come back to an authentic life, which is the only way, of course, that we could we could really download the rest of this spiritual experience that i believe we're, we're downloading and beginning to live you know we have, it begins with truth you know telling the truth to others telling the truth to yourself where are the bad habits uh, you know being mm-hmm. truthful about the secrets and uh... and really finding a life that's that's more in line with integrity and figuring karma out this mm-hmm. is part of the, the mm-hmm. integration i think that we're making where mm-hmm. uh, uh... now we uh... really putting together in a way where we uh... We're opening up to that whole intuitive side. In other words, uh, we can still sort of be egoic about spirituality and you know, debate doctrines and all that for a while, uh, for for a long time. But yeah, you know, even when we were seeking to do more than that, we couldn't. Uh, but now, what we're ha- what's happening again is we're allowing ourselves to be guided through life. You know, the ego is taking its its new role as uh, a, a kind of uh, logistics. Um, uh, mediator, but mainly the difference out there right now is we're allowing ourselves to open up to these guiding intuitions that is a real part, and the synchronicities, that are a, a real part of living in a spiritual flow uh, in your life down at the grassroots level every day.
0: Well, it's interesting that over the lo- I- intervening years, we had the phenomenon of what the bleak do we know, the movie, then we had the secret mm-hmm. And it's it's almost as if there's this quickening within society that's opening us to receptivity to to these ideas.
1: There's no doubt about that. No? Yeah.
0: The the plot of your book revolves around an alliance of extreme Christian and Muslim fundamentalists who want to trigger Armageddon and bring on the end times, so that they can force their their idea of. The, the coming of the Messiah, of their respective messiahs. It's interesting, I interviewed Michael Bagent a number of year, uh, years ago, and he wrote a book called Racing Towards Armageddon. <laughs> and he talks in great detail about this very unholy alliance among extreme fundamentalists, and it seems to be quite real and yes. pretty scary, actually. Would you say that the world is actually at a tipping point, and we need—we absolutely need to make these major shifts in order to bring it back from the brink?
1: Well, I, I, you know, the subtitle for the twelfth insight is the hour of decision. Mm-hmm. So, so absolutely, I believe that, and and it's—do I believe that the, that the, the that surviving and even even reaching this kind of consciousness that we're talking about is is heavily weighted? into the universe in other words uh, we're helped to do that it's it's uh, never been easier to do it right now. Uh, I do believe that but still we actually have to make an individual decision and the, and the good thing about that individual decision to really live a, you know deeper level of spirituality is that it's the most fun you can have <laughs> you know? it's the it's the uh, the payoff for all these eons of evolution. Uh, you know it's it was it's the program behind the existence of the world in the first place to get to this this spot and that's why it's uh it's, it's so thrilling to know that there's a, this these confluence of prophecies you know that highlight this time period right now uh but i don't think it's a rapture you know i don't think it's an, a forced in- ascension of any kind i think we still have to tune in we still have free will but it's never been easier to tune in. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So with the book, of course, I I, I try to take uh, the reader through an experience of that, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, in in order for the reader, as as, as, as we're all doing out there, um, uh, to be able to prove it to themselves. I certainly don't want anybody to take my word for this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, in in fact... um... I got the, the impression that you want the reader not only to understand the insights, but to integrate them into our very being. Yes. Um, which insights would you f- do you think are the most powerful or the most urgent?
1: Well, I think returning to authenticity mm-hmm. in our daily lives. And, you know, I don't know that it's really a return, but we're becoming aware of how Unauthentic the world is mm-hmm. and, and deceptive the world is, and coming back to a kind of radical honesty as a very beginning, I mean if you want to if you want to be able to slow time down so you can you can really uh, sense these intuitions, these guidances that we get that makes, makes the world go better, makes more synchronicity happen, you really have to come to that centered place where you're telling the truth all the time. And uh, of course, what we find out uh, as we do that is that what this sets up is a final understanding of what of karma, and the reason the, the secret always seemed incomplete, and uh, 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 you know what the bleep, and and, and all these other things, uh, uh, even the, what I described as the eleventh insights, obviously incomplete. And what what the the final step is, I believe, is to is to Come to this place where we can center in the truth of our own being, and how, and let that unfold like a destiny. And uh, when we come to, when we start to tell the radical truth and all the truth, and of course, the telling the truth in the service of other people, instead of telling, telling, uh, you know, describing ourselves in a way that makes us makes us look mm-hmm. good in everybody's eyes, or, or telling the truth to a person in a in a the meaning manner in which we could gain power over them because they're thrown off balance by it. All those, that's not the truth that I'm talking about. It's centered in a truth-telling that truthfully reflects uh, the, the our soul's journey and what's happening and how it's, how it's, when it stops, when it goes, all the whole truth about that. So that then other people become... Uh, Become uplifted by by that the truth that we're coming to bear, so they can they can compare their own lives to that. There's a, a genuine swapping of worldviews that happen, but it all, it's all going to toward a deeper spirituality. Hmm. So the point being uh, that uh, you know, as we figure out karma, what we realize is it's the truth that activates the whole universe. You know, how, what what's the law of attraction? Telling the truth, mm-hmm. because you know, and and that means the ego has to take a back seat because you know we could, we have to say some nasty things about our egos uh, in order to really tell the truth to ourselves, and we have to do that. Of course, it's part of this.
0: You know, I have to think that ten years ago, these words would have sounded impossibly naive and innocent, <laughs> and I think people have just come around lately their eyes are opening and they're seeing that these falsehoods do not serve us and and we're being fed them all the time that's right. as well as feeding ourselves let's not uh, forget that point
1: well, you know just to comment on that I just think that uh, uh, this feeding th- this this truthfulness that's happening uh, in and and uh, the way that you prove to yourself that that's not naive, you know, is is actually to do it, to practice it for a while, and to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, the proof is in the pudding. The proof mm-hmm. is in the life. And uh, you know, I believe that that one of those most amazing shifts in consciousness that's happening is is this um, is this right brain firing up so that we're we're really more in touch with what's an intuition, what's a fear or thought. You know, what's an ego thought you know, but what's an intuition what, what, a, a higher part of our minds is kicking into action mm-hmm. which means that uh, it, it, and the way it feels to the individual is that we're guided now the ego doesn't want to hear that so they say well that's you know you're talking contrary to human nature and all this other silly stuff but uh, you know it, it's a real phenomenon occurring I'm convinced.
0: This is a time of of right and left brain integration, and and other people are saying it's the the feminine and the masculine principle. It's it's um, finding, you know, like Rumi said, that place beyond all notions of right and wrong where we can meet. And yes. I I really think that your uh, your book could serve that beautifully, because. Um, and and in fact within the book you mention groups and and that you think that groups are the best way to proceed Um, I should think that this would be a great uh, subject for a discussion group or a book club Mm -hmm. what is your hope for the 12th insight
1: Well, I want people to do both of course Uh, at one level it's a new set of practices for the individual Mm -hmm. Uh, but it but at, at a certain point of the integration of all this, we know that it's amplified by our relation, the, the, the depth of our relationship with others. Not just because other people give us these magical synchronicities by telling us the right information at the right time, but because, you know, it's more powerful that way. Uh, and of course, a the central theme in this integration, this 12th insight I'm describing, is, is the whole idea of influence. Uh, and I think as we uh, you know it works this way. You know the old the, the old spiritual adage: if you if you're honorable over little, you're given much. And what that means is we have to be if we center in a truthfulness about who we are, whether we think whether we think it's little or much at the time, it gets larger out of the out of the sense that. And when we're centered in the truth of what's going on and who we are and our soul's dream and all that, it it enlarges. And uh, w- what happens with that is we gain more and more influence as a model for other people.
0: Mm-hmm. In other
1: words, consciousness is contagious. <laughs> and that can be proven uh, uh, indis- indisputable.
0: And it's probably exponential as you um, get it moving through groups. I think you well, I've, I've heard this number 144,000 in other places as being the sort of magical tipping point for the mm-hmm. exponential explosion of yeah. the new consciousness.
1: Yeah. And I would certainly believe that that's, uh, that's the uh, dynamic at hand. Mm-hmm. Now, whether it's 144,000 or whether it's some other multiple of 12, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, but I do know that uh, it's it's an individual decision. Uh it, it, it has to start with the individual. You can, you know, a group can pull it out of you, and you but you have to experience it yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, the, again, the, the, the dynamic out there uh, right now is that it's, it's something that feels that the, as though a whole missing part of ourselves is being actualized. Uh, and again, it's that, that part of ourselves that is is helped. You know, the, the, that this greater wisdom that comes in as intuition, a you know, guidance that we can, if we rely, if we just just start to practice uh, following these intuitions, following these thoughts. You know, ask, uh, why do I think that now? Mm-hmm. If you can't figure out some logical series, and sometimes even if you can, you still, uh, you still have to identify a thought that just sort of drops in unexpectedly as a gift. And once you do, it's always, call that old friend. Call that business contact you forgot to stay in touch with,
0: or turn right instead of left. That's right.
1: Um. Or, um, or uh, you know, browse the bookstore, uh, and and but it's it's usually uh, you know meeting a person in the a- elevator and, and having a certain sudden urge to want to strike up a conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have to boldly follow those, those intuitions if we want the rich synchronistic life that I think is our birthright.
0: Well, that's amazing. James, you have um, a website that you send people to who want to follow up on this. Yes. What is it?
1: Well, it's mm-hmm. Uh You can also get there through the 12thinsight.com. Uh, or you can just Google James Redfield and I'll come up. You know. <laughs> so, that's the easiest way.
0: Well, it's been a delight speaking with you today. Thank you so much for writing this wonderful book and for uh, really being such an articulate voice for the new consciousness. I guess I have a vested interest in having it well articulated. Um, And I, I can only hope that your vision actually materializes for the sake of all of us. So thank you, James. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed it. This is Miriam Knight for New Consciousness Review. I've been speaking with author James Redfield, author of The Celestine Prophecy, about his new book, The Twelfth Insight, out now. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.